Okay, let's go. Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Asia InsureTech Podcast. This is the only podcast in Asia focused on insurance that gives entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and investors a platform to discuss how technology is reshaping the insurance industry in Asia. Today, I'm joined by Natalia Kozura, the head of Innovation Center at FWD Insurance. Natalia, it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing this morning? Hi, Michael. It's good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's just jump right in. What do you think is the biggest trend in InsureTech in Asia? Right. Uh, so there are lots going on. Uh, the, uh, the market is uh, growing extremely fast and uh, digital technology innovation uh, is uh, making a huge uh, uh, movement forward in terms of how we serve customers as well as how we run the business. Uh, coming back to your question, the biggest trend that I'm seeing is uh, definitely around utilization of data, artificial intelligence, machine learning to automate and optimize uh, the processes internally. It could be starting uh, from the underwriting process, the application form uh, where we ask customers questions before we issue policy, going from uh, 30, 40 questions to five to 10 questions, depending, uh, of course, on the product. In some cases, it's uh, still uh, a large number of questions. But in general, automation helps us to understand better the customer. Um, utilizing data, machine learning, helps us to personalize that underwriting flow directly to each individual. And then, uh, let's say, uh, when customer makes a claim, claim automation using uh, AI is a big uh, trend as well right now. So instead of asking uh, lots of the documents and uh, uh, numerous questions around what you've done, where this happened, being able to figure that out ourselves using technology and just clarify a few questions uh, uh, with the customer. So artificial intelligence uh, and uh, utilizing it for Claims processing for underwriting processing is a big trend. And as well as customer servicing. So one of the uh, initiatives that my team has been working on uh, in the last uh, two years is around servicing customers utilizing chatbots. And this is, again, the chatbot uh, that is running on AI. And uh, we are able to anticipate the questions that customers could ask address them quicker than if customer called the call support uh, uh, center. And uh, we're able to get the customer the needed information as well through the chatbot, as well as help them with the next steps in whether it's an uh, application process or a claim process. So AI is definitely a big trend. You've hit on some of the things that I wanted to get to as well. I love it when my guests create natural segues for me. It makes it so much easier. So thank you for doing <laughs> that. Let's back Happy up. to do that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's back up for a second. Just for context, can you share a bit of your background so people understand like where you're coming from? Of course. So uh, I've been with FWD Insurance for two and a half years now. Okay. Um, my background is actually from technology. I uh, used to work for big tech companies uh, such as uh, Microsoft and Amazon in the US and in the UK. And then I also worked for a number of tech startups. I did have one touch point uh, with insurance uh, in, uh, when I lived in the US uh, working for Northwest Mutual Financial Network as a life insurance agent. Uh, so it gives me a little bit of uh, uh, insurance background. And yes, my team as well consists of people who either run their own companies, uh, tech startups, 
all come from tech startups. So the innovation team is a tech digital team and our focus is on building, um, prototyping and then productizing uh, solutions. So this is really interesting and I didn't know this. You worked at Microsoft and Amazon, right? But then you mm -hmm. also worked as an agent selling insurance. Is that, did you say that? That's great. That was my internship uh, in college in Florida. Yes. Wow. So you sold insurance in Florida. That's amazing. Was it? <laughs> was that? Was that a precursor to what you're doing today, or was that just random by accident? It was. It was interesting. It was actually random by accident because I was studying computer science in college right. and was looking for internships. And that uh, internship with uh, Northwest Mutual Financial Network was just very interesting and gave me a bit more. Inter uh, customer facing experience and actually working with people closely. So I thought that was a, an interesting uh, uh, opportunity to try and I have enjoyed it. It was really challenging. <laughs> it actually gives me good understanding now of uh, how, what the agents uh, uh, go through and also from the customer perspective, like what are, what are some of the processes and uh, it's, uh, it's more hands-on and I find that being hands-on always helps uh, having that domain knowledge. Yeah, it's a really interesting combination of skills and experiences, right? You said you're studying computer science and then you went and sold insurance as an agent. And frankly, <laughs> I mean, it's great, right? Because frankly, now as the head of Innovation Center, you can understand where automation comes into play. You can also understand how artificial intelligence doesn't necessarily disintermediate a sales agent, but actually empowers them and helps them, yeah? That's correct. Exactly, can you, yes. Can you talk, I want to talk about these developing technologies a little bit. You already touched on artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, and you can go back to that too. I like the idea mm -hmm. of chatbots, which we can talk about. But can you talk about yeah. a, a little bit DLT, you know, whether it's blockchain or any other distributed ledger technolo technology, or even like IoT, the Internet of Things, in other words, connected devices, and how that fits into your thought process when it comes to innovation in the insurance space? Okay, of course. Yes, so uh, blockchain, uh, it's a very hot topic nowadays. Mm. So what uh, my team have done in the last couple of years, we had uh, partnerships, uh, MOUs with uh, companies such as Policypal, which is a fintech startup out of uh, Singapore, mm -hmm. and also um, insurance market. And what we've done, uh, we looked into patent into ways to put some of our products, some of the insurance products on the uh, blockchain ledger and then uh, uh, to streamline the, again, the customer purchasing uh, application processing flow and also later on the claims and uh, uh, servicing flow. We've done prototypes with uh, number. In addition to that, we also built uh, prototypes uh, on uh, Waves and Ethereum uh, blockchain ledgers, mainly around uh, figuring out how to uh, put uh, some of the interesting, relevant policy information to protect it, to make sure that it's not uh, it's secure and uh, all the advantages of the blockchain are not modifiable. So we have done quite a bit of the blockchain uh, uh, prototyping and piloting together with partners and as well as in-house we have chosen actually not to, at this time, not to proceed with the uh, uh, blockchain into production implementation. Right. And the main reason, reason why we have looked into one of the use cases uh, that we evaluated was the letter of guarantee. So, you as a customer, you go to the hospital and you want to be admitted for, let's say, 
a procedure, a surgery, and then uh, usually hospital has to contact your insurer and or your employer, depending on what kind of policy you have, to validate uh, what um, your policy and also the terms of the policy. So we looked into putting that letter of guarantee on uh, the Ethereum uh, uh, blockchain ledger. Um, and uh, also discussed it with some of our uh, uh, partners, blockchain partners. Um, the, the reason why we chose not to actually go ahead with production implementation after we did uh, a pilot was the cost of implementing and running the solution as well as the manpower required to maintain going forward was significantly higher than if we go with the traditional approach with just using an API and a simple uh, website uh, where this information can be retrieved from. And uh, at that time, which was last year, beginning of last year, we chose the decision not to go ahead with productizing the solution using blockchain. However, um, I do strongly believe that blockchain uh, uh, technology is a uh, long-term solution for financial insurance institutions, mainly because of the data security uh, aspects and being able to track um, and not being able to modify or tweak it, some of that data. Um, so the long-term is definitely uh, the technology that we, we are paying close attention to. Um, and continue to experiment uh, as soon as there is a new solution that comes to the market. Uh, let's say um, Facebook's Libra, uh, we did do an evaluation and uh, kind of staying relevant and up to speed with what's happening. But we might make a decision, in some cases we choose not to go ahead and use the latest tech because uh, the main objective of, of the WD is to change the way how people feel about insurance. So we are highly customer focused. And if the technology doesn't solve a customer pain point or business pain point, or if it solves it in less efficient way than some of the existing tech stacks, we would make a decision to use the existing tech stacks um, in order to get that value faster to our customers um, while still staying uh, relevant uh, uh, with uh, the trends and uh, the latest advances. Yeah, I mean, just because somebody invents something brand new doesn't, and it's a big, shiny object doesn't necessarily mean you have to use it. I'm curious... What made the costs higher? Uh, yes, the costs higher. So in this case, uh, the platform itself. So you would have to play for the platform, pay for the platform. Right. Then uh, mostly it's internal cost of figuring out how to build that ledger, either ourselves in-house or working with a partner. The time uh, to market was uh, predicted to be about 10 to 12 months using blockchain versus uh, two to three months using just a standard API approach. Right. Um, having the developers uh, that are knowledgeable <laughs> of the yeah. blockchain is a problem. And um, hiring that team, then uh, what's going to happen afterwards, right? After you build this feature, then what are the other use cases and features that uh, we have in the roadmap uh, to utilize that that uh, that talent uh, so it's uh, we are very practical uh, again the main focus here is getting the value faster to the customer um, and to our business teams as well so it just uh, it, basically that's uh, that's the decision that we made at that time I understand do you want to talk a little bit about IOT the internet of things and like where does that factor in as well so how do connective connected devices impact the way you perceive innovation in the insurance space 
So Internet of Things, IoT, is a fast-growing tech space uh, that uh, we look very closely into. And again, as I mentioned earlier, AI and machine learning are very powerful tools for us to help automate uh, underwriting process, claims process, and and customer servicing process. So having access to the data that... uh, um, devices such as telematics devices, other IoT devices could be in your house, uh, could could be um, in your car, uh, is a very powerful way for us to help to automate and streamline some of this uh, process for our customers to help to simplify the uh, purchase and uh, flow for renewal of car insurance. And also it helps us to give customers discounts, let's say, in uh, Hong Kong, FWD Insurance, we have launched a telematics um, product that have been used for the last few years, and uh, we are able to give customers discounts based on their good driving habits. So the IoT is a very interesting space. We continue experimenting uh, and uh, both with the devices that we see on the market, engaging with uh, startups. As well as looking at, and as well as experimenting with uh, Raspberry Pis in-house, um, building uh, some of that functionality and uh, looking at good use cases for us to utilize uh, utilize it. I love the use of Raspberry Pis. It's so interesting, <laughs> and yeah. I, I like this idea. And look, this fits into something that you started talking about at the beginning, right? This idea of improving the customer experience, improving the customer service, and by being able to use the data to improve the customer service, it has to make the customers happier, right? Particularly if That's they right. end up with discounts. And telematics is a great way for a company like FWD to say, if you're a great driver, you know, we can reevaluate the way we serve you. I think I think it's a it's a great idea. And I do think that IoT, as you said, passionate about it, is going to come into play more and more as more and more devices become connected. That's great. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like to and I get made fun of for this, I like to talk about alternative forms of distribution, right? We know mm-hmm. that in Asia penetration is still around, let's just say three percent, depending on, you know, where you are, right? Mm-hmm. But how about alternative forms of making and paying claims? Like, how do you see innovation in that space, particularly as it impacts those? We talked about customer experience and their perception of insurance, right? In other words, if claims are easier, because that's really the Mm -hmm. main touch point, right, for customers. Mm -hmm. So how do you see alternative forms of claim making? Yes, uh, that's a a great question. Allow answering this question. So FWD is a digital insurer. We are looking at... uh, on a daily basis, looking at how technology can improve uh, customer service and can improve claim processing. In terms of the, the digital uh, uh, distribution and uh, digital customer servicing, so FWD is in a unique position. For example, uh, in Singapore, all of our policies are sold through the digital platform. It's e-commerce site where a customer can uh, buy from uh, travel insurance, made insurance, international health, and uh, life-term insurance. Interesting. And uh, in terms of claims, uh, as a customer, you can easily file a claim either through our chatbot uh, in Singapore, for example, Faith, which basically takes you through a simple claims processing flow. Or you can even file certain type of claims through our WhatsApp channel. And of course, the, uh, the main uh, source of uh, claims file in, uh, in, uh, at FWG Singapore is going through the customer portal, which again, a very simple flow of a couple of questions uh, that we ask customers and potentially a couple of documents uh, that they need to upload into the portal. What it does to us when the data is submitted um, 
digitally for the claim, uh, for the claim submission, we are able to, in some cases, to automatically process it. So that means that if customer filed the claim today, within a day or two, we're able to make a payout. And we also make a payout via DBS now, which is uh, uh, streamlined significantly this whole uh, process from the claim submission to receiving uh, the claims compensation. And this is uh, the approach that we are implementing across all of our markets and streamlining uh, um, that functionality. Again, the objective here is uh, how we can uh, solve, how we can do better for our customers and uh, where the customer doesn't have to wait for uh, multiple days. And our long-term objective is to get to like instantaneous same-day uh, claim payout. So you talked earlier about chatbots and how that automated process kind of helps customers and customer service. How about chat applications? Do you partner with any of the chat application providers as a communication tool or even as a claims tool for some of your customers? Chat applications. Um, could you clarify? Like, uh, like Line or WhatsApp or stuff like that. Uh, yes. So we do have uh, multiple solutions across different markets uh, that we're using uh, on uh, online app as well as WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. For example, in regards to claims, uh, in Singapore, customers are able to file claims via our WhatsApp channel um, for a certain number of claims. So yes, we are optimizing uh, this messaging uh, platforms that we, the objective is to continue uh, leveraging these platforms even more. Okay. So we are discussing the opportunity of uh, basically rolling out some of our chatbots in addition to manual service and uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the messaging apps like Line and uh, WhatsApp. So we talked a little bit about this offline, right? So FWD mm-hmm. is not like a traditional startup, but it's not like a longstanding incumbent insurer either. So how do you perceive from your perspective, right, as the head of Innovation Center, how do you perceive innovation in the context of cooperation between some of the sort of smaller and nimble companies and large incumbent insurers? Where does that fit in? Uh, yes. Uh, so as you mentioned, Michael, um, FWD is uh, a very fast-moving uh, digital uh, insurer. And uh, we do like to consider ourselves uh, more on the startup side because it makes us uh, agile and uh, makes us uh, more adaptable to the market, to our customers. Right, right. Um, we do uh, in our day-to-day work, both on the innovation side as well as across all the functional teams and the countries, we engage very closely with a number of startups around the world. Uh, every functional team is empowered to look to look for the best-in-class solutions to solve their problems. And then my team comes in and helps, uh, helps them build um, and engage with those uh, startups or larger tech companies. So, for example, uh, on the innovation side, um, we work with multiple startups around the world. Uh, okay. One of the startups is in, uh, in Israel. Uh, this is a startup that uh, helps us to digitize all the invoices. So this is OCR, Optical Character Recognition Technology. Right. Uh, we, we built, uh, we ran about four different pilots and looked at large number of OCR providers, and that was the best in class provider for our use case, and that's the provider that we engage in with across different markets. Another startup that we engage with um, around claims processing is out of France, and in some cases we do actually choose to to work 
uh, to build certain solutions in house. So, for example, the chatbot uh, chatbots that we are building and uh, we have built, a um, number of them are running on the Google's uh, Dialogflow, which nice. is. Uh, uh, which is a platform available to all of the companies. So we are able to develop it uh, extremely fast within a couple of months. Uh, the cost is uh, extremely competitive. And of course, you have Google uh, uh, as a partner and, and an engine to, um, to help us to utilize for natural language processing, which is an extremely powerful tool. We also work very closely with Amazon right. on a number of, uh, 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 utilize a number of their services and their solutions around the uh, data infrastructure. Um, and it makes, uh, it enables all of our teams across WD to move so much faster, um, that what we've seen, that what we've seen on the market. And of course, in terms of the engagement with uh, other large, uh, uh, insurers, we do have a number of partnerships, uh, and, uh, in some cases, uh, figuring out how we can improve the customer experience as an industry across, uh, across the board. Um, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I would say the, what I'm seeing right now, the trend in the insurance industry, lots of partnerships could be startups, could be large tech companies and other insurance. And I believe this is the right way to proceed because that enables us as a whole industry to serve our customers better. So that brings up another really good point. What are, what are some of the mistakes you think that smaller insure techs make when they approach larger companies, when they try to work with some of the incumbents? Okay. Some of the biggest uh, challenges that I see that insure tech startups are, are having when uh, engaging with uh, large insurance um, companies um, or insurance companies in general is around having a proven product that they have a use case that it was successful for one of the clients. Um, um, when I look at it and evaluating different uh, solutions, different startups, I would love to know that it has worked for company A, B, or C right. and what was the success rate. That success rate is another um, point that I don't see. Like, what was the impact of the on the automation? How much it has improved? Um, I also would like to see how long uh, the development process has taken. Um, sometimes the startups are not providing that information or providing it in very general terms, but having actually a clear understanding that this solution works somewhere else. This was the um, the impact it had on the business. This is how long that uh, development process took. To me, is very powerful. Right. Um, and I think uh, another uh, challenge for the startups is the uh, that uh, the business to business this uh, purchasing cycle actually um, is quite long in some cases for the larger insurance providers for the insurance incumbents. Um, that takes uh, in some cases six to twelve months. Um, which is definitely sometimes a uh, challenge of, to this, for the startups to stay engaging in that process. At WD, we are moving faster. In some cases, we have onboarded the startup within a few weeks uh, as, when we had the proven use case and we get it rolled out and we get it productized within a couple months. So we are focusing on that uh, speed to market. But yes, I definitely see that um, having proven uh, uh, use case and uh, uh, key data points, how the product has impacted uh, other um, clients is uh, very important to us. Right. So the reverse question actually is the last thing I'll ask you. What recommendations do you have, do you think, based on your own experience for insurance incumbents to deal with this type of 
disruption are these types of small companies, right? So it's kind of the reverse of that. It's the mirror question. In other words, the startups you have to figure out, but like what do the big insurance incumbents have to do better? Or what would you recommend they do to better deal with startups? A really good question. So I would say number one is um, insurance companies should empower each of their functional teams. So it could be operations, um, could be customer servicing, could be marketing to actually think about how, what are the processes on daily basis? Like how certain processes are efficient or no efficient. And if they come across something that is not efficient and they're tons of room for improvements across all of the uh, insurance companies, then for those inefficient, non-efficient processes, try to think of how we can solve it, potentially utilizing the tech. And in that, um, in that stage, uh, reach out either to the tech team, innovation team, or in some cases, uh, figure it out itself and empower the functional teams to reach out to the startups directly and say, we have this problem. Can you help us? Can you come in and help us understand how we can use your solution to streamline our underwriting, streamline our claims processing? So number one, uh, my approach is uh, the innovation and, uh, needs to be decentralized. Like everyone needs to be empowered to think for themselves, for their business, and how they could automate the processes. Right, right. And then uh, tech team, uh, either IT, transformation, digital transformation, or innovation teams are there to help to bridge that, to engage with startups, to build those pilots, to prove the point, and then roll it out across different markets. Uh, or in some cases, the pilots might not succeed, and it's okay. There are lots of pilots that... Uh, and that being non-successful, which is fine. That means we need yeah. to look at a different provider or slightly different solution. Um, and being agile, moving fast, finding the ways. So we as an insurance and uh, financial and any financial institutions, highly regulated, uh, which is uh, which is the right thing to do yes. since uh, the information that we're dealing with is um, uh, critical. Uh, and sensitive, right? And sensitive, that's right, yes. Um, another thing that uh, insurance incumbents can do better is actually engage very closely, or in addition to startups, with big tech companies. Right. Uh, Amazon, uh, Google, Microsoft have lots of services that we can utilize and uh, actually build some of those uh, solutions in-house, which which is actually very powerful intellectual property for the company. And it also enables... Uh, the insurer to understand better the latest trends in tech, to stay relevant and to stay more, uh, being able to relate better to the startups. When you actually, in addition to uh, sourcing, you also build um, the solutions in house. So it gives you, gives the insurer a better uh, picture and also understand, uh, enables us to understand better the challenges that uh, some of the startups are facing uh, engaging with us because we go through the same process for the solutions that we build in-house. Um, and then, of course, speed, uh, agility. And this is something that I'm uh, right. from my tech background. Tech companies like Amazon releases uh, every an update uh, every millisecond now, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, continuous deployment uh, is a key. We as insurance and uh, financial institutions don't do it as well yet, but we can learn because there is already a trend, right? We can learn from uh, tech companies like Alibaba, Amazon, uh, Google, Microsoft. I think this is important for for all the insurance to uh, to stay very close to the to tech. Got it. Look, Natalia, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this this morning. Natalia Kozura, <laughs> the head of Innovation Center at FWD Insurance, I really appreciate your time. This was awesome.
Thanks, Michael. I was very happy to be here.